Welcome back to the Martin Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast, Week 3 edition. Hi, everyone. I'm Don. That was Joe. Today, we have some oldies, but some goodies when it comes to the segments. And we also have a brand new segment that we're going to try out here at the end of the podcast. And I do truly mean this. You're going to have to give us feedback on whether or not you like this because if we don't hear from you, we're liable to keep doing this, whether or not you, you like it or not. So feedback. That's right. Uh, but before, before we get started with the actual fantasy football stuff, Joe, I wanted to follow up with you on something you were talking to me about today is um, I'm going to call it Joe's conspiracy corner. You were talking about some technology conspiracy that you have, and I'd like you to share that with our audience. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've thought this for a while, but, and I don't know if I can articulate it perfectly, but you know how computers and phones, they, uh, they get, ah, shoot. What just happened? James Robinson scored a touchdown. Evan's playing him against me. Sorry. James Robinson. Is that the wide receiver? Yeah. He used to play basketball at Oak park high school and now he's, no, he didn't. Yeah, now he's running back. No, that was a different James Robinson. Oh, my gosh. I was like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you actually got me there. You got me. Um, so, okay, technology. Let's get back uh, to the real stories here. So you always have updates, right, Don? You know, have updates. Mm-hmm. And I think that progressively the updates – will give you all the new fancy smancy like ooh you can like voice activate like a laser beam from your phone now right like that was the last apple update yeah, that i right. got yep. um but like you get all those fancy things but then you can't do things like open up your email anymore or you can't do things like this crashes all the time but you have that laser beam you have the cool thing but you can't do like normal things anymore and so then they do that, they break it so that then you have to buy newer models. So then it works in the newer models because they're like, oh yeah, the old one was just getting to, uh, nah. uh-huh. so it's like, okay, who's all in on this? Just so I'm clear. So Apple is in on this. Google's probably in on it. Microsoft for sure. Microsoft, oh, they've been doing it for years. I know that. The Clintons, they're probably in on it. Obama. I mean, China. Uh, yeah, uh, China. <laughs> <laughs> North Korea, maybe. They're half I of our programmers. So, yeah, wow. Okay. Um, I've never really thought about that. I kind of blindly update my phone. I just have it set so when an update comes, if I have it plugged in at night, I just, it automatically updates for me. Oh, well. I, just just uh, watch out for it and, yeah, let us know because I think I'm on board with this conspiracy theory. And then you, you had a quick story about um, you have, what, a potty mouth in your, in your family? I have now? a potty mouth, but not you only do I have a potty mouth, but uh, Millie, okay. poor Millie. So she has these sheep uh, toys. They're like stuffed animals. She calls them her lammies. And she has a lot of them. And so I made the mistake of saying, oh, you've got a flock of lammies. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. And yep. since she repeats everything, um, she was going through hy V today and repeating over and over again, fucking lammy. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know she was trying. She, she's trying very hard to say flock of lammies. It didn't work. We got a lot of looks. And... <laughs> I'm embarrassed, but I also find it quite humorous myself. Did, did you just walk around? I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm 
so sorry. Like, to every single person when she said it, I'm sorry, guys. I could just kind of looked at him and nodded. I was like, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's how we yeah. roll. Uh, Bob. So good. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Um, we're probably 10 minutes into the podcast already, and that means we have 20 minutes left to finish everything else. So, Joe, why don't you kick us off with the week two recap of the first matchup? Kyle Schroeder taking down Tim 155 to 146. What were your reactions? Wow. So you, you kind of stole my uh, – you have a better point than I did. I was going to say that uh, this has been the highest scoring matchup since at least 2018. But since we don't have the easy data, so I don't know. We can't really go look at history data. So I, I looked at just the last two years, and this was the second – or this was the highest in the last two years. Well, um, do you, so the, the stat I have is, is this is only the second time in our league history, going all the way back to 2015, that two teams have combined for over 300 points. And I was going to quiz you, but since we're looking at the same document here, the highest was week three – of 2015, where Joe, you beat Andy 159 to 157. Nice. Wow. So really sorry, Tim, that you had to run up against Kyle Schroeder this week. That was unfair. Yeah. Next matchup was Andy versus Evan. The closest matchup this week, where Andy barely took down Evan 106 to 105. Andy, thank you for ignoring us and playing Dak over Rogers. And yeah. just it was an impressive win. You had Kittle and Brown out. Joe, anything on Evan's team or? Um, so I, Evan was texting me late on what was it Monday about uh, the New England play. New England played Seattle on or Sunday. Sunday. Sunday Maybe it was Sunday night. Yeah, and apparently Greg Olson like dropped an easy, I don't know, the pass or something. Maybe even a touchdown, and then New England got a pick six because of it. Uh, and so he was kind of he was kind of upset about that. That made the game because uh, Andy had New England defense and won by one point. And then also the uh, I did tell Evan to play Boyd, but the Bengals looked so bad, and he didn't get his points until like the fourth quarter and garbage time, anyways. But but I I don't know. It would have he probably would have won or yeah he would have won, but still. Well, but Slayton didn't get his points ever. So I guess I'd rather get him sometime than never. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Third matchup, Joe. You predicted this correctly. You did fall short to Nick. Nick got you 107 to 89. You were the second lowest scoring team this week. Just oh, boy. Higby. Higby, who we all kind of laughed at you about in the draft, getting you three touchdowns. My phone was blowing up, and I'm like, whoo. Joe's going to blow this out of the water. and wah, wah. Yeah, I don't know what's happening right now. And, but the thing is, I did go into my draft um, with a strategy this year of relying on my tight ends scoring three touchdowns a game. And so like that, that is working out for me right now, you know, um, to having my tight ends scoring three touchdowns. Um, but it just didn't work out, you know with this game. So I still think that I still think that Higby's going to score an average of three a game, yep. which will help me in the future. My own is, uh, well, two things. Gurley's not being involved in the passing game as all, at all. And that's kind of concerning for me. I, my question for you, Joe, is what is your confidence level with Stafford? I saw you drop Breeze. This has got a good matchup this week, but are you, are you confident in Stafford as your quarterback going forward or are you going to start pivoting to the streaming route? 
No, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stream. I think uh, I'll either stream or I'll try to get uh, – I was looking at Kyle Bash. So he has Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson, and maybe I'll try to mm. trade with him to get one of them. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it, or maybe i just stream. Right. Next matchup. Kyle Bash beat Jordan pretty handily, 127 to 81. Kyle's killing it with Josh Allen this year. Probably top three MVP candidate in yeah, the NFL. Crazy. Solid performance overall. And I'm just wondering for myself, is is Kareem Hunt better than Nick Chubb? <laughs> you may lose the starting job if Hunt keeps playing this well. You think so? I mean, didn't oh, Chubb? Probably I mean, not. Chubb was, I mean, he won't, but Chubb was just as good, right? He's, didn't you have Chubb? I have Chubb. No, Chubb was just as good, but I mean, Hunt is just extremely efficient. And on Jordan's side, it's a week to for, forget. You had five players in single digits, and unbelievable that Julio only scored 3.4 points in a game that had 79 total points scored. Jordan, you're probably crying. You probably won't win another game. No, Jordan... Oh, oh, by the way, his name is probably the best name in our league, Solitude in E minor. Um, if anyone doesn't know, it's a SpongeBob reference, you know? Yay, Solitude in E minor! You know? No? Don't you know don't got Okay, all right. So it's great. Um, go watch SpongeBob. Uh, my, thing, my thing's about this. Okay, so Jordan had, AJ Green had 13 targets and three receptions. That's like dumb. I think that's got to get better in the future. But the Bengals did actually look very bad. We watched the game together, me and Jordan did, and did not start out well. That's Um, cute. Yeah, we did. Uh, We didn't sit in each other's laps, though. And then just just the thing is Derrick Henry is the most underperforming running back over these first two weeks. So he's 13.7 points under projection so far. I don't think you have to worry about him, but – Guarantee multi-touchdown game this week. Is basically yeah, he's insane. he's coming back. And then the last one is Don, you versus Brian. Uh, another solid week. Not much to say about your team, except I think you do have reasons to be worried. So Lamar Jackson has yet to have a 100-yard rushing game this year. I don't know if you're concerned, but um, I don't know. That's That's concerning to me. Yeah, that's a big concern for sure. Okay, yeah. all right. That, so that just, comes right after my my roulette of wide receivers that I have no idea what to do with each week. I don't know who's better than who. Well, and I'm kind of waiting for bye sure. weeks because I feel when the bye weeks come, then it takes the decision out of my hands and I can just play whoever's actually playing that week. Yeah, that's true. And then four getting zero targets in week two. Zero! Well, Brian he got hurt. Brian. He hurt his hamstring. Yeah, but then he came back and he never was targeted after that. Yeah, because I tell you, I, I said it last week. I mean, I, I told him to play him because he, I thought he was healthy and he was going into the game. But Will Fuller is bound to get hurt, hurt his hamstring. I wouldn't play him this next week. I, even if he is there, I don't think I trust that he's fully healthy. So yeah. he had one good week from him. Next section here, we listed some <laughs> transactions. Joe, there was another, you know, a lot of activity again on claims on Tuesday evening. Any of them stick out to you as being significant? A lot of money spent. Yeah, I mean, Nick needed Mike Davis, uh, at least just for the short term. So I think what Kyle Schroeder, yeah, he, had, he has 
McCaffrey. So they were the top two bidders, but Nick needed another running back. So I, I like that one. I thought Jarek McKinnon is maybe overpaid a little bit at $24. I just, I don't see him being like a long-term deal. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping Mostert isn't out for too long. Well, Tim and just so loaded up on Tim loaded up on running backs. He got Jarek McKinnon. He got Deion Lewis. He got Miles Gaskin. He got Nikhil Harry, who is actually a wide receiver. So he got three running backs, picked up a wide receiver and a defense. So he really went after it on this week's waiver. So big moves from someone who already had a pretty solid team and had the second most points last week. Yeah, and how much money does he have left? He can't have that much money left because he had a big last week too. Let's find out. Go to opposing teams. Alvin and the Chipmunks. 31. Yeah, so, I mean, it might work out for him still. He's very active. Yep. Or maybe he just didn't expect to win all these. And then Joey had a trade. It kind of just snuck in there. I don't know if you saw it between Nick and Kyle Bash. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, any thoughts on that? Or you just kind uh, of... I mean, I think it was like a fair trade. I, the only comment I had is that I... I mean, I just don't know if it made sense for Nick. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I think it's fair. I don't think there was anything wrong with it, but Nick really needed running backs. That's what I was going to say. He got two wide receivers in the trade. So I don't know. Yeah. That's the only thing I was going to say is if you're going to give up DJ Moore, I would have expected to get back, in this case, like one of those wide receivers and a running back. But he must, you know, as long as they both feel good about it, best of luck. I, I have learned over the years don't like make judgments over trades because they it can turn out. The uh, other thing I had for transactions, no one picked up Russell Gage. Oh. So he, he's a number 14 right now. He's the, I mean, yes, he's the third option on Atlanta, but there could be a lot of mouths to feed on that team. And he's been getting lots of targets. He's like, I don't know, eight, nine targets a game. So I don't know. I, I don't have room for him, but, I think he's a good pickup, at least for the future. I can always find some dirty laundry at the bottom of my pile. So I, can... <laughs> <laughs> I just cycle them through. All right, let's move on to the week three matchups. Our first one is featuring you, Joe, 0-2 right now versus Brian, 1-1. One one. Joe, I will start off here. I think that you're going to find yourself in the win column for the first time and very close win. And I was just going to recommend, I don't know if you moved yet, but I like, I think you need Joe Mixon somehow in your starting lineup. The Eagles defense has been, yeah. so I, I don't know how you, how you feel about that, but I, I'd start him if you can. I guess. Again, I think this is the third time I've said this, but I, and may, this, is, this is like a, one of those fallacies that you watch a team and then they look really bad and then you just think that they're bad, like really bad. Um, and so Joe Mixon just was awful on Thursday night. Uh, I mean, not him himself. It was just the the O line and the offense. Anyway, but maybe I maybe I don't know. Well, maybe think I'll about it. In. Think about it. And then Brian's side, I my recommendation for him, and I don't know if he's he's changed it yet, was to bench Fuller because of that hamstring concern. I would bench him, and then I would think about putting in Robbie Anderson um, as a replacement. Would be my recommendation. I think I'll win this week too. That's my prediction. For the next one, uh, Kyle Bash and Kyle Schroeder. Who do I have? I think I have Kyle Bash. I, I, as of right now, as this afternoon, he was starting the Chiefs versus the, the Baltimore Orioles, I think. Yes. Um, and I don't think that that's a good 
start. So I would recommend picking up another D fence. And I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I am going with Kyle Schroeder winning this one. Although I, I do believe he might want to explore some trades for running backs prior to kickoff on Sunday. I know Devin Singletary is supposed to have an uptick in work if Zach Moss is limited or out, but that's pretty weak. I think you should sit Aaron Jones. I think he needs a punt this season right now. Be done at 2-0. Let's All move right. on to the third match of Andy, who's already 1-1, one one, versus Tim, who is somehow 0-2. Tim is going to win this week, and my prediction is, is he will be the high scorer. He has Wilson, Lockett, Kamara, and Tyreek Hill, who are all expected to be in shootouts this week. Their game totals in Vegas are over 50. And if, for those who don't follow, that's pretty high. And so I think there's just going to be a lot of opportunity, a lot of points in those games, and Tim's going to win pretty easily here. Yeah, I think um, Tim's going to win. He's the second highest scoring team in our league right now. Uh, I think he just, not that he deserves a win. But I also think that he needs to start Kelly over McKinnon. I don't know. I just think McKinnon's a trap. I can see him touching the ball seven times and like getting 30 yards. Like the, I don't know. This seems like a, oh, a fourth string or a practice squad running back decide this over McKinnon. That's how it feels. That's how it feels to me. And I feel like he, that's going to happen. Yeah, I think if I'm correct, Carolina – has given up let's let's verify this the carolina has given up three touchdowns to the running back in each of the first two weeks is that sound right yeah they have yeah yeah Yeah. and over 120 yards and three touchdowns to running backs in the first three weeks so i think you're onto something there joshua kelly is going to have a really good shot especially if he keeps getting the goal line and red zone touches to get a touchdown so yeah put them in put them in for for andy i will just say your lineup in roster is looking very sad um, right now, so <laughs> not sure if you're content with what you've got there, or you may also want to be on the market to look for some trades. Which brings us to my matchup two and zero versus Evan zero and two. All I'll say is I'm going to hope I win, and I think by far I have been the most lucky this season with injuries. I have not had anybody get hurt except for Deontay Johnson, who stubbed his toe. Oh, that's too bad. I think. Oh, wait. Uh, Evan wins, even with finds a way to win. I don't know how, but I think he does. Is is uh is the Tampa Bay run defense versus Gordon? Are they actually bad, or are they in run defense? Another twenty eighth against running backs. So I don't know. I now that Michael Thomas is is injured well, but well if this helps you we're 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 filming this recording this during the thursday night game and not only has james robinson scored a touchdown but now his tight end mike gasicki has also now scored a touchdown so he is off to a great start oh nice this week so yeah, it might be a good pick um last one is jordan and nick and i have jordan so I think that Kenyon Drake's going to go off. Aaron Jones did it against Detroit last week. I think it just feels like one of these games, Drake has to like, I don't know, go off. And then I think, again, I think New England run D was elite last year. 
but they're kind of middle of the pack now. And so I think Jacobs might have a poor game or a less than stellar game for Nick. I will, I will agree with you. I'm also going with Jordan, who I just said, you're probably not going to win another game. And now I'm predicting you to win <laughs> this week. So don't edit and delete what you heard previously. I agree with Drake. You got to hope that Julio's healthy. This just feels like one of those games where he's going to be force-fed the ball after having such a poor week and everyone's talking about how Ridley is so good and now Russell Gage is so good. Julio's going to come out, get 15 targets, 160 yards, no touchdowns because we all know Julio Jones doesn't score touchdowns. Uh, And between Drake and Jones, I think he's going to win this week. I'm also just – I'm not – convinced that Mike Davis is going to just hop right in and get the full Christian McCaffrey treatment. So while Nick is forced kind of to play him and I think it was a good pickup, I think expectations need to be drastically tempered there. Is Mike Davis like a, like a veteran? Is he like older? Yeah, sure. I don't know much about him. I know he played for the Bears for a little bit last year. Hmm. That's not all I know about him. Okay. Well, just so you know, I got all five predictions right last week. I don't know if that's ever happened. So How many did I get? One? You got three. Three? Right. Yeah, I think right. you pretty good. Okay. I'll catch uh, up. I, I've, I've got a new um, method to my madness of how I'm going to predict who wins. So, um, pick the running backs. I know I've got a different one. If it starts oh. working, then I'll tell you. If it doesn't, well, then I'll just pick a new method. Yeah, and then until it works, and then tell me that was the method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an iterative process. Okay, well, let's then move on to our last and new segment this week, and it is – well, we don't have a title for it, but it has to do with Daily Fantasy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No. So Joe, Joe has been playing DFS since last year or last couple yeah, of years. Last year, starting and in football. I haven't played it on FanDuel, but I've been I, I pick lineups and I've been kind of doing stuff on the side for really the last three years. And so what we thought we would do for those of you guys who also play DFS or just you know are super interested in our opinions of some players is that we would jointly pick a lineup here together. I'll let Joe kind of explain some of the rules, but essentially there's nine positions that need filled and we're just going to go back and forth so we're not going to kind of collaborate on it we're you know on each pick together but he's going to pick one i'll pick one and eventually we will uh, build out what i'll call our dj dj lineup we're gonna Mm -hmm. we'll keep working on evan's trying to work in evan's suggestions here but joe before we start kind of picking our lineup do you want to kind of just give a brief overview of how the dfs works on on fanduel budget how yeah so um you can draft the lineup you have $60 for your budget and each of the players are like worth a certain amount um, and you can't go over your budget. And so you can kind of try to do like all middle players. uh, But I think a lot of people try to do some elite players and some value players. Uh, The lineup needs consist of a quarterback, three wide receivers, two running backs, a defense, and then a flex. And so I guess drafting isn't the right term because like theoretically everyone can have the exact same players. You just kind of pick out of the pool of players. Did they have so a tight end? To... Oh shoot. Yeah. One tight end. One Sorry. Tight, end as, well? tight okay. end as well. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I will go first mm-hmm. and I'm going to start at the top with my pick 
and with the quarterback position, and I'm going to spend a little bit of money here right off the top. Uh-oh. But I'm going with Russell Wilson for 8,700 against the Dallas Cowboys. It's pretty clear that Russ is cooking this year. Dallas's secondary is a mess. They just gave up 39 points to Atlanta. The Seahawks just put up 35 against a good New England defense. I think they're in the groove, and that's where I'm going to start off this week's lineup. Uh, Russell Wilson. Okay, well, I'm going to have a little bit of a value play. TJ Hawkinson uh, for the tight end. And the reason why I'm picking him, he's cost $5,400, which is, I don't know, pretty low for a tight end. But Arizona, at least last year, were awful against the tight ends. I mean, just awful. And so I think that he could easily outperform his his projections this week and be a good value play at tight end. Perfect. So we got Russell Wilson at 8,700, TJ Hawkinson at 5,400. I'm going to look at the running back position here for my next pick. Joe, you and I both were talking about this in the matchups, but Kenyon Drake, we are both expecting him to have a big week against the Lions. He's been down a little bit, but the Lions just gave up those 43 fantasy points to Aaron Jones. I expect Kenyon Drake to get on track this week, and for $6,500, we're going to put him in our first running back spot. Boom. Boom. I'm going to be a homer and pick one of my players on my team. So I have kind of my own little projections that I do. Um, It's a pretty simple projection. Like I I start with one projection system, like projections, but then I kind of manipulate a little bit. And I think Austin Eckler is going to be like the top scoring running back, uh, at least in the slate of the main slates. and at $7,500, I think it's a good deal. So he's, a, he's against Carolina. I think that Carolina is just like so bad against running back. So I think it's a good value. He's going to score a lot of points. So I'm doing Austin Eckler. Very good. Well, I'm going to, for my next pick, turn to our wide receivers. We need to at least pick three of them. And I am going to go with a stack here. So we picked Russell Wilson at the top. And now I'm going to pair him with DK Metcalf for $6,500. Um, just love what I'm seeing there. I am a believer now after doubting DK Metcalf (laughs) at the beginning of the season, whether or not he was truly um, good. I believe he is more than good and he is going to fill our first wide receiver slot. DK Metcalf. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, Kyler Murray's looking like he's a baller. And so Hopkins is a big Kind of a big name on the slate, $8,500. He might be the top uh, cost, actually. Yeah, he is. He's the top cost. But, I, yeah, I think he's worth it. So, go with him. All right. So, right now, with those six players, we have spent 43.1 of our 60K budget, and we're left with a wide receiver, a flex, and a defense. Mm. So, what is that about per – that's probably about – a little bit less than six. Seventeen, yeah. Six thousand. Well, let me be boring here. Let me let me get the defense out of the way here. And so, I am going to fade the Denver Broncos this week. They've got Philip Lindsay hurt, Sutton's hurt, Drew Locke is out. 
Jerry Judy's hurt, and they are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so for $3,800, I like the value there, staying below the 4000 mark when it comes to defense. And so I will go slightly cheaper there and give us some more money as we look at our last wide receiver and flex spot. So Tampa Bay. All right, so now we've got, what, about 6500 per. Um, so I'll just do the last wide receiver. I'll give you the flex. Yeah. Um, gosh, for around the 6,500 mark, you know, maybe I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you some room to play with the flex. I, I think you said Jerry Judy is, is injured, but, um, with Sutton out, if he does play, I think he's a steal at 5,300. Um, I think, so I'm going to, I'm going to pick him for the, our third wide receiver, which leaves you with. What is that? 7,800? 7,800. And so I, I'm going to look here. Give me a moment to run a little conditional formatting. And this is a good time to tell you about our sponsor for the evening. <laughs> Stir fry. Be good for your lunches throughout the week. All right. So when we're looking here, I'm, I just highlighted everyone who's between 7,300 and 7,800 for wide receivers and running backs. That gives us four running backs that we're looking at and three wide receivers. Those running backs are Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson. I guess just three because you did pick Austin Eckler. He was the fourth one. And then when we look at the wide receivers, that's Julio, Mike Evans, and Kenny Galladay. Oh, I very much want to put Julio Jones in there. He's 7,800. Um, I will for our lineup, but I will caveat that if he does not end up playing that my second pick here would be Miles Sanders at running back. You know, I'm just going to pivot. I'm just going to play it safe, and I'll just tell the audience here. Miles Sanders for 7,400 against the Cincinnati Bengals will be put in our flex Boom. lineup. So to recap, Joe, you want to just run us through the lineup here that we have? Yep. So Russell Wilson projected at 23.7. Kenyon uh, Drake, 15.4. Austin Eckler, 14.4. I guess these are... FanDuel projected points, right? Yeah, you really don't need to read those points. It's more about telling them the cost, which is in the oh, next column. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, Russell Wilson at 8,700. Kenyon Drake, 65. Eckler at 75. Metcalf at 65. Hopkins at 85. Judy. Is this right? Judy? Judy at 53. Hawkinson at 54. So, our two value plays right there. Sanders at 74 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for our defense at 38. Maybe I'll just like enter one in FanDuel for like a dollar with this one. Just see how it does. Do it. We'll split the profits. Okay. All right. I'll give you 50 cents. I'll Venmo it to you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to awesome. make well, guys, so much money. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Let us give us some feedback. If you like the DFS segment, if you do, um, as you probably imagine, Joe and I both have kind of our own little models and ways that we project these lineups. I think some other folks in our league do something similar. And so if you guys like this, we're happy to kind of spend some more time or maybe kind of tell you what our models spit out as the quote unquote ideal lineup um, each week. And with that, best of luck in week three, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.